comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Episode 367. The moon with the rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. Tonight's episode: The Boys of Summer. Chad Frylow, not my real name. Oh, it's not? No, it's... Mm, uh, it's Steven. Steven? It's Steven. Okay. This is an outrage! But Chad rhyme with Brad. Oh, okay. So we should call you Steven? It's Steven. Okay. Or my, my friend, they call me Esqueleto. Esqueleto? Esqueleto. Okay. Esqueleto. It's a good thing they don't call you Esqueleta. Si, senor. Escaleto, could you please go find Brad for us? Yeah. And uh, make me a ham sandwich. Un momento. Okay. Por favor. Thank you, Escaleto. That was really good. Okay. What does Escaleto mean? Does it, does it mean ham sandwich? Wait, what come means? back. Is that hey, your new... where are you going? Is Escaleto your you new can, roommate? You can stay. He lives on the ironing board. Oh, he does? Yeah. So where'd you meet Escalator? Escaleto. Oh, Escaleto. Spanish for skeleton. Oh, okay. okay. He's a real skinny dude. <laughs> um, I, I hope Escaleto makes a lot more. 367? Yeah. We and are, we're, we're going to talk about summer, summer movies. Summer hey, movies. Where'd you send the picture? Had me a blast. Where'd you send the picture of at Colonel Mustard? Uh, that should have gone to your uh, text. Have you uh, not received it? No, I have not. This is a sprint dead zone. It is. So, let me take a look. It's true. This house hates sprint. Yeah, there you go. Summer movies happen so fast. Someday half of them were trash. There you go. Didn't we just hear that? Hey, Escaletto, come here for a minute. (laughs) He made a boy as cute as can be. Summer. Drifting away. Do a dance for us. Dance. There you go. I call this. I call <laughs> this good. the greasy mambo. Escaletto. Yeah, that it's, is good. It's a, it's a poorly disguised uh, lawn sprinkler. Is what that is. <laughs> you can fa- you can fashion it up with some fancy Latin names, but uh, you know what? Cabbage patch is cabbage patch. Q-tip. Q-tip. That's right. Throw it away. Lawnmower is Throw as lawnmower away. does, sir. Remember that from uh, the Will Smith movie Throw Hitch? Yes. He was teaching that guy how to dance and be like a ladies' man. Q-tip. Q-tip. Throw it away. Throw it away. <laughs> Q-tip. Q-tip. All right. it, sounds, it sounds legitimate. It's amazing. 
Okay, Bill, I just tried sending it again. All right, then. So let's see what happens. If, uh, if I get this, I'm going to uh, add Frank help me out. I'm going to post a picture of uh, at Colonel Mustard as soon as this shows up on my phone. But is that I his would not... name is at Colonel Mustard? It is now, like as far as I'm concerned. X-Wing at Eliciousness? <laughs> That's right. I said that I was going to name my next cat at Colonel Mustard. But I think that Mr. Tumnus might deserve a promotion to at Colonel Mustard. Okay. Now, Bill, I'm afraid that it, well, granted, the show will be posted in two weeks. Oh, there you go. It went through. All right. Should we get the Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Summer, Summer movies. I'm getting nervous. Uh, you're listening to this the weekend. Uh, it's, no, it's the day after the weekend that Captain America opened. How fantastic mm-hmm. was that? Oh, my gosh. Dude, that, that movie was top. Ten Marvel movies. When he Easy. used his shield, Easy. awesome. Esqueleto, uh-huh. he wanted to see it a second time. Uh-huh. He snuck in because he didn't have any more pesos. You really? Like, you yeah. mean like the country? No, well, that the too, Cinemark. But... Oh, 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 okay, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. I am I know, sorry. I have seen Esqueleto said, follow you from behind, and you can't see him when you're walking towards well, me. Well, it's good exercise. Right. He's right behind you. It's good he exercise is, for him to jog behind the avalanche. He yeah. said, I'll find another ride home. So I guess you weren't going that way. No, so he wanted had, to stay for a, to second, for a second. For a second. Oh, show he stayed it. to see it again. He yeah. loves Escaleto. Loves America. What did he do? Captain America. What did he do? All that that involved. He, did he hide in the broom closet while they were cleaning the studio out or something? I guess. All right. He snuck back in. <laughs> well, they probably thought he was working there. Okay. He just picked up a broom, right, and then got to work, and then they just didn't pay attention to him, and they thought, oh, he works here. So can this? Can Captain That's America... why you always buy your clothes at Walmart, because they'll just assume you're working in a movie theater. Right. We wanted to talk about summer movies that we personally were looking forward to. Since Captain America's already come out, does that mean we have to not? I guess I guess that was on my list, but you're yeah, no longer You're no longer looking forward to that movie, are you, by definition? <laughs> and, well, I guess there's a possibility you, you're the one person on this planet that hasn't seen it yet, and so you are still looking forward to it. Favorite moments of Captain America Winter Soldier, Bill? Um, it was, uh, it's, you know, it's Texas and it, baby, it's warm outside. So it was nice, uh, being cool for okay. a while. So not really a plot it was, point, it was winter. just being in the theater. I liked, gotcha. I liked it being winter. <laughs> Brad, favorite? I like it when, it's Texas, so it's already 107 <laughs> degrees down here every day. I like it when Captain America and the Falcon, they, they gave their battle cry before uh-huh. going in. Mm-hmm. Captain America was like. Shape uh, of a shield. And Falcon was like, form of metal bird wings. Oh, that was a good scene. That yeah, was that awesome. Was my Personally, I loved it when the Green Lantern showed up. I thought it was a little confusing. It was nice. Don't quite get how that's going to work out. Yeah. But Marvel has a plan, so I trust them. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Kevin Feige, we, we, I think we've learned not to. I must have slept through that part. That was weird. It was like, or maybe I fell asleep for a bit and dreamt it. But at any rate, I did like that part. You. You told me you were meditating. Can I guess, Bill? Or was that medicating? Can I guess which movie, summer movie, is <laughs> is your number one? I actually didn't have them in three, two, one order. Was that, but if, is that me? Is that the problem? No. Okay. Frank didn't specify that, but yeah. there's probably oh. one that's pulling at your heartstrings. Yeah. And you would, if you had to classify it as number one. You know, I don't even have that one listed because it's so stinking obvious. Really, you didn't choose Guardians of the Galaxy as because it's so obvious. It, it'd be like three? it'd be like, hey, uh, uh, hey, guess what? J.J. Abrams is going to reboot Dune. 
You know, it's like, do I need to put that on my on my watch list? Really? Are we doing summer movies only? No, I guess we could do all years. I mean, hey. I, I say summer because it's typically like when the big right. movie season starts, and There's, this is where things. I get mean, when going. they announced that Robert Altman is going to do God Emperor of Dune, <laughs> dude, you don't have to ask if I'm going to be into that. <laughs> One of my three is it'll be tough. Is a December movie. It'll be a hell of a trick for Robert oh. Altman to pull off. Yeah. So. That's oh, that's going to be the uh, Hobbit movie. Yeah. yeah, the Hobbit, which. Um, Left out a great cliffhanger this uh, this last one with uh, with the yeah. with Schmeg. Smaug. Schmaug. Was he still gold when he flew out of I the? I hate uh, that. No. No, he wasn't. No, but he's, gold. his his belly is encrusted in coins because he spent so long laying. Uh, Was it really laying in the in the book? Yes, oh, he spent so long laying in his on his stash that his belly is kind of covered in uh, coins. Well. Uh, especially the the he's got like a, a tile kinda, or two off and kind of grow around the coins like uh, like a tree grows around a bicycle somebody okay, leaned up against say, it years ago. I thought you were gonna say like a like a sofa grows around a six hundred pound uh, or lady that or that who has to be airlifted. What out about of her house now? Is anyone looking forward to Transformers Extinction? Is that the name? In fact, is that even the right name of the movie? I wasn't. But are there going to be dinosaur robots in this? Yes. Yeah. See, okay. And that's one Who of the reasons. Who doesn't love dinosaurs? I mean, really. <laughs> well, I love dinosaurs, but dinosaur robots, I'm sorry. That's just. Age of extinction. It's ridiculous. It makes more sense than um, car robots. Have they ever explained what the heck were the Transformers before they showed up on Earth and became cars? Because I don't believe that there was a freaking oh, a late model Camaro when you on come, the Transformers you see, home planet. You see, this is the great thing about the Transformers. Right now, you're thinking way too much right. about plot. Well, okay. Well, when you do they show to, up? You need to. You, uh, if you they need showed to up, just uh, enjoy like much like what was the name of that, that I mean, robot movie you loved it, uh, it, last summer? Pacific Rim. Yeah, much like that. You have to take it like that. It's just robots fighting, and they they no, they it's, just it's, they're fighting. No, That's it. it. It's it's. And it's, it's Michael Bay, it's and it's what, robots fighting. It's not, and and you it's what you, Michael I'm Bay not, you will does. Not get away with this, great. He does it so Look, well. Robots, if the fighting, if the transformers, robots fighting monsters. Okay? If the transformers came to Earth during not. the Jurassic period, yes, <laughs> and they disguise themselves as a Brachiosaurus, right, or a Diplodocus, uh-huh. or I Allosaurus, or uh, I'm not sure an Allosaurus was. Uh, yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. I would buy that. But yeah, well, if they showed up a hundred years ago, would they come dressed as like, uh, um, like horseless carriages? Yes, and, steam, and horses, steam powered engines. Yes, that's what they. As you don't show up in in twenty fourteen and in say, now times. I'm gonna look like a. I'm gonna disguise myself as an extinct animal that's been gone for millions well, of years. Now wait a second. Now I will. I will give. We don't know. Maybe maybe a circuit landed in a museum. Like a like a, one of these transforming circuits. How did you know Allosaurus was of the Jurassic period? I'm um, sorry, I'm just really shocked. <laughs> the only reason I knew the other ones was because I'm looking at a webpage. Okay, well, it, this that's one of the reasons why uh, you guys need to have your trivia earlier in the evening so I can join you. Oh, wow. Yes, I used to date a girl named Allosaurus. Did I ever? Uh, Allosaurus. No, wait, I dreamt that. Sorry. I've probably told the story 73 times, but I'll tell it one more time because I know that the audience never gets tired of my stories. Um, 
I'm jealous. This, this is this is why I'm jealous of uh, you and your trivial pursuits because uh, we used to love the NTN trivia you'd run into. Uh, um, uh, it was what 15, 20 years ago. NTN trivia was a thing. You'd go to uh, most bars, Humperdinks down here, um, you know, places like that, and you'd play NTN trivia, which was the national thing. Right. You're playing against people from literally coast to coast. Literally, and, uh, literally, coast to coast. That's why I use. You're talking the about word the literally, literally. remote control literally. deals, and you yeah. look at the TV. It looked not like just old, coast to coast. It looked like an old '80s cable box. But literally, right? You know, they yeah. had the touchpad on it and all that, and they'd give you a question, and then they take points off as the time went away, and then yeah. they'd like delete, you know, wrong answers, and end up leaving you with blah blah. Um, uh, one time, one glorious time, I had me and my boys were all together up in Norman. There was actually a couple of girls with us, but we had a specialist in every one of the uh the the disciplines so we had an we had an art and literature person we had a sports person we had a science person we had a this we had a that you want to guess what bill's specialty was this is this is my specialty was trivia sarcastic. yeah my specialty isn't sarcasm it's, it, it's, <laughs> no, what, no no what's no, weird we, is that that category never came up so i really didn't i uh, wasn't very useful but we finished third in the country that wow. one night we Dang. we got together one time third in the nation and we retired. One show. You know what we did? Goodbye. It was it was like eight mile. We dropped the mic. Mm-hmm. Dropped the mic, man. Listen to the feedback. We split. Out. And there's trivia people out there going, whatever happened to that? It's actually one of my proudest moments. What was your team name? Which is unfortunate. I don't remember. Generic name number three. Name four. The Norman Two. Normals. That's I'm, what it was, right? I, Supervision. I was not. 75. You know, I wasn't there was looking, no supervision back then. I wasn't looking forward to this Transformer movie. But I might be now simply because I heard Mark Wahlberg say, I think we just found ourselves a Transformer. <laughs> like it's a it's an accepted thing <laughs> now. Yeah, you know? Exactly. And he was so excited about it. It's I think so we just dumb. found ourselves a Transformer. Michael, like the public Michael knows Bay, they're called Transformers. Michael Bay just he knows how to make dumb movies <sighs> and he makes them well. So, what Bravo, you know, if you're going to make a bad movie, embrace it and make it bad. And that's what he does. Now, if, he does it well. If he had said, hey, Transformer, say hello to your mother for me, that <laughs> I'd be, dude. I'd say hello to your robot mother, okay? Completely trapped. I would be trapped with love and affection. I'm sure. Camaraderie. If, I'm sure if there is a plot to this movie, it'll explain why the, why the Transformers are dinosaurs. But... I would just accept it. Now, is this going to be like the the Transformers EU, or is this in uh, canon? I think, or, it's, I think uh, it's in continuity. Continuity with the third. Is this going to be a prequel movie. because they're like dinosaurs? No, because Good Mark Wahlberg. Like Thank you. So here's Wahlberg what called it a Transformer. So no, he knows. here's what happens without seeing the movie. I know what happens. There's time traveling involved. The dinosaur Transformers they land in dinosaur days. Okay, who are they hiding somehow, from? Where they well, hiding themselves they're from? hiding from the other Chaka? dinosaur. Chaka no, and the Slee Stacks? No, you're getting your movies mixed up. Oh. Chaka what happens Lord. is that, and then there's a wormhole somehow, and then they end up in Nautilus. Yeah. There. There's your plot. It's like Farscape, Acceptable. only with robots. <laughs> awesome. Acceptable. You know what? You guys have got me. Uh, yeah. I'm feeling it now. I'm feeling that love. I'm happy Escalado. about it. Escalado. You got me. Escalado. Hey, bring me an enchilada. Right. Hey, bring me an enchilada. 
I Bones. He's hiding or something. That gesture is universal. <laughs> Why is in all languages? You better be scared of me. Hey, El Bono, come over here. I will get it from this table right now. What about uh, Dawn that of the Planet of did. the Apes? Yes. I, I've been loving... Uh, f- I love the last one. The first like one a- with James Franco. Yeah. I really liked it. Golly. A lot. I had fun with that. And Was it called Rise of the have, Planet of the did Apes? Did you have fun with that? I never saw the movie because it looked so depressing. Mm. It was... I mean, it just looked... Gripping. It was really good. Okay. It was... It was it it'll it will wipe the Tim Burton Planet oh, of the Apes that was mess a stain, from your, wasn't it'll it? wipe it from yeah. your memory. That yeah. that Tim Burton movie was so incredibly just yeah. uninteresting and bad and just sad. But at the, the new same time. James Franco one was great. It really was. Mm-hmm. And then to see the little teaser preview for this new one mm-hmm. where it shows like this wide shot of the forest and you hear this one guy going, I need to speak to Caesar. It's oh. just like, oh my gosh. And at the end of, of the other one, you kind of, without saying it, they tell you what happened to the human race at the end of um, Rise of the Rise. Planet. Dude, I already yeah. know what happened because I saw Conquest of the Planet of the Apes uh-huh. back in the 80s, or it was the 70s when it came out, I guess. Anyone but... that the movie is new to, uh, they'll be uh, like, yes. oh. I, I really liked the first one. Have you? Okay, how many, canvas the table here, have you guys seen all five of the original Planet of the Apes movies? Yes. I distinctly in... remember watching them uh, one week when I was off of, or during the summer, you okay. know, off of school. Uh, Channel 11 aired nice. them uh one at a time on the same, like, 1 o'clock in the afternoon, five okay. days in a row. And I watched, and, I watched all of nice. them. There, there was even a short-lived TV show of it, oh, yeah. which mm-hmm. I seem to remember watching, too. Absolutely. You could get the lunchbox and everything. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Yeah. Dr. Zayas. You're going to rock me, Dr. Zayas. I want to see Dawn. I mean, it's Carrie, uh, Carrie Russell's in it. I'm not a huge fan of her, but Andy Serkis. Is obviously Caesar. Yes. And Gary Oldman's in it. You can't go wrong with Gary Oldman, yeah. except that one really bad, boring. You can go wrong with him, but it kind of that depends. One. That's a wooden soldier of Tinville or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that was horrible. I could have. We've talked about it. Now, Brad. Huh? Will you not get in line for The Amazing Spider Man 2? Never or never ever? Okay. <laughs> Before the, the newest trailer came out, uh-huh. I was entertaining the idea. Right. Of going to see it because of the humor clip that I saw. Because that's Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Is it, was it the line about cleaning the chimney? That's one of them. <laughs> that's one of them. What? We don't have a chimney. What? <laughs> and then the one where he's, he's got a cold and he's at the con- little convenience store. And he goes, hey, you're the spider guy. Yeah, I'm spider bad. <laughs> He's like trying to buy some decongestants and stuff. He's got his mask on. <laughs> I'm spied the bed. Oh, I'm spied awesome. the bed. And I thought, okay, I've laughed twice. This is mm-hmm. a good sign. But then I saw the three minute trailer mm-hmm. and the rhino, mm-hmm. the robot mechanical uh, rhino. Does it make you want to cry? It you, makes me want to cry. I'm sorry it makes about me that. want to pee on my laptop and then shove a knife through my eyeballs. Ooh, so you would wow, rather have a guy yeah, in a rubber suit uh, huh. running. It wouldn't right. have to be a rubber suit. They've done wonderful things with CG. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen him grafted, grafted inside of some kind of suit. Right. Not be a robot 
inside a man inside a robot. I'm uh, I am looking forward to it. I had fun with the first one. It didn't knock my socks off, but I had fun with this well, one. Well, what gets me is the preview for this one does excite me a little bit, mostly because of the action scenes. That's all. I realize this is not taking place in the Marvel universe, but we have seen, especially in the, the latest run of Iron Man or the the fraction run that that started what five six years ago. The Invincible Iron Man, whatever. Yeah. Where the the basis for Iron Man three was basically yes. that. Where all extremists. of a sudden you're starting to put extremists, and you're right. starting to put technologies into people, and you're mm-hmm. starting to meld people with technology. That you know the singularity is arriving, where man and machine can be, it can merge and become one, and all that. And surprisingly, they didn't use that kind of tack with the Rhino because it looks like he just gets into a freaking uh, a Ripley, you know, end of Aliens exoskeleton. Yeah, it does. That's what it looked like, and that's what turned me off. Okay. If he's Bonded to it somehow, yeah. Mentally, perhaps, yeah. I can say that's in the spirit of now, the. Isn't it the comic book? Didn't he like put on that rhino hide or whatever, and it, it like bonded to him? It was yeah, like he cannot take it off. This is correct. And how does he go to the bathroom? Huh? Anybody? Frank? Yeah, Brad. Frank. How does he poop? Where's it's a comic at, book? Where's that Colonel Mustard? <laughs> um, <laughs> what did you just? It's say? It's a comic book. <laughs> it's a comic book, Frank. How does he make do do? It's a comic book. Okay. <laughs> Um, they it's a, that's the best he lifts his little tail up. They book. don't they don't use restrooms in comic books mm-hmm. or actually, in or in twenty four. Actually, they do. Peter Parker taught the Beyonder how to take a leak it, in um, Secret Wars too. Awesome. I I do remember in the Ultimate Universe, it's two pages I'll never get back. The Spider Man yeah. in Ultimate Spider Man. There's a scene where there's a superhero on the toilet, or there's someone on a toilet like reading a magazine, mm-hmm. and like the doorbell rings and they look up. And it was just kind of weird, you know. If I hear that Gwen Stacy dies at the end of this movie, then I'll go see it. I, and I'm and I'm. That hurts me. <laughs> and my money says that she will. Well, well, she's not supposed to know who he is. So it's called Shut up! You're stupid. <laughs> Uh, my money is on she dies. If she, if I heard my 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 daughter's in my daughter hear that she dies, classes, by the way, I will let you buy me a ticket to go see it. <laughs> Brad, you were so generous. I um, I'm it. It just looks like like a lot of action. Um, and and I had like I said. That first one was fun, not groundbreaking. Definitely not as good as the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, but I still had a lot of fun with it. And it's revealed that the Green Goblin no. is Harry and not Norman. Oh, is that is that it? Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, but there's a there's a progression for these things. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. It, I guess, well, a part of the issue is that you've already told this story. We told it a decade ago. I'm going to remake with, Star Wars. Right. Okay. Han Solo and Princess Leia yeah. are going to be brother and sister. Okay, now I'm not trying to drag okay. off sides here, but let's say they did and remake Luke, Star Wars. Luke and Leia are going to be the ones romantically involved. No, no, no but here's, here's the question. And then... Let's, let's say they did remake Star Wars. Would you want them to remake the exact same story, or would you want a different take on it? I mean, as long as they're going to spend the time and the money and, and your time and your money and your attention... On this new venture. I mean, seriously, if they're going to remake Star Wars, I'll, I'll, I'll would you want Bill's, it to be the exact same thing? Bill's question first. And I would be I would be okay with them doing something like Brad just threw out there. Mostly because 
if I don't like it, I can walk away from it. My Star Wars always exists, and that first uh, Spider-Man series of movies exists. And that's just kind so of the new ones don't like. If I don't like it, that's a great point. I'm whatever. You know, it's like a remake of a song. You're like, oh, you know, you ruined the original. Well, you know what? I'm never going to listen to the original, or I'm not, not going to listen to the remake. I'm going to listen to the original because that one works for me. Sometimes the remake does work. But it just. And I'm not trying to invalidate your disgust with the whole affair, Brad. You know what? I That's valid. And I uh, can't I'm explain the passion that I feel for the Spider Man character. I just, there are no words. That's just the one thing in life that I don't want to change. They did something to your childhood, which... And it's gone through a lot of change. Nice. Yeah, it has. And, I, you know, I don't like it. I mean, it's it, it's not necessary. That, that's I think maybe one of your biggest problems, and, you know, I don't want to t- put words in your mouth, but just the fact that it's so unnecessary to put these movies out. It, it's simply an exercise in making money. There's not really a need. There's not a there's not a market niche that needs to be filled with Spider-Man movies. But you know what? Um, it's bread and circuses at this point. We're looking for diversion at this point. You know, moviegoers are not looking for deep. I think the phrase you're looking for is bread and butter. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, God, that reminds me, I am hungry. And uh, there's pizza over there. I don't, I've never heard that expression, bread and circuses. Uh, Star Trek episode. Old, old Star Trek episode, uh, by the way. But no, bread and circuses is basically what the emperors gave to the people towards the end of the Roman Empire as it was falling uh, to distract them from the fact that their society was crumbling. They gave them bread and then they actually put on a circus? They literally... The, well, the circus was the gladiatorial games and, oh, and the whatnots. Okay. It was the, it was the you know, you've got the, uh, oh my gosh, what's the, the big arena? Not the Parthenon. Was it the Parthenon? Whatever. But they had these huge arenas. They would literally flood and have the like... The Colosseum. They, the Colosseum. They would, they would flood the Colosseum and they would have like boats like having like, like sea-to-sea combat. And then they would like empty it out and then they would like uh, have gladiators fight to the death, and then Big they, would have, and they would have Christians. They would throw them uh, to hungry lions. You know, fun stuff. You know, the the just the you know kid stuff. You know, family fun, family fun, family fun. Um, so and no. you know we're not here to judge. So no, the the idea and if is, transformers landed in yeah. Roman days, that, those days they would be chariots. So when it starts going bad. Government that wants to hold on to its power starts distracting its populace. Hey, here's some food. Hey, here's some diversions. Now, don't worry about what's actually going on out there in the real world. Gotcha. That's bread and circuses. Okay. So. And it's my pleasure bringing it to you. Speaking of dinosaurs. Yes. What about Godzilla? Oh, I thought oh you were going to mention Shailene Woodley. First and foremost. I don't know what that is. Don't worry Godzilla about it. Godzilla is not a dinosaur. He's, a, he's king of the monsters, so get that right. Okay. Right. Sorry. He's, my bad. He's Yeah. Second of all, yeah, I'm looking forward to it because Godzilla is cool. And third of all, could we please use the proper pronunciation of Godzilla? Yeah. Thank you. It's Godzilla, not God. We shall all refer to him as Gojira. Well, then have have them uh, Uh, change the marketing. Compose a letter. Gojira. Compose a letter. Gojira. To the guys at Wikipedia. Hold on. Listen. And tell them. What you just told us. Okay. But do it in the other room. <laughs> do it over there. Okay. I'm going to have to, like... And uh, really work on it, Bill. I mean, don't... I mean, just... Say so. Uh, 
That was your iPod. Right. Okay. But Godzilla, totally looking forward to it. Have you seen the previews? The trailer? Yeah. Doesn't it look like it's going to, like, like, okay. It just looks like amazingly. Okay. All right, what's going on? Okay, take a look at this. Take a look at this. Do you see okay. this? You see this? This is the IMDb page for Godzilla. The original made 1954. Uh-huh. Take a look at the original title. Gojira. Gojira. Okay. Gojira. So, uh, suck it, haters. No, I knew that's what it was. But, but now we call him Godzilla. Stop it. Hey. hey. You just want to be a retro hipster with your typewriter and turntable. I know. Just, why don't you go put on your you little hat? Feel free. Those, those Beers. Wow, that was, uh, you got to edit that out or you're going to, people will bleed from their ears when that happens. It's Godzilla! It looks like Godzilla, but due to international copyright laws, it's not. <laughs> Still, we should run like it is Godzilla! <laughs> no, it isn't. No, it isn't. That sounded a little bit like Escalito, or Escalito, what's his name again? Escaleto. Escaleto. Uh, that was, uh, you know what that like was, Hero right? from Lost. It was. I love that movie. There's Hero from Lost. Hero from the, Lost. The guy that the guy that said that line, but it's not. That was Hero from Lost. Not Lost. Uh, Heroes. Sorry. Hero from Heroes. Hero from Heroes. Right. There you go. Lost. That was wow. the gold. That was gold member. Yeah. Yes. But it isn't. One of the great movies of all time. So close to my top twenty list. So X Men: Days of Future Past. The new trailer for that looks fantastic. I gotta I gotta ask you just mm. a little. Just looks great. And I don't know if you guys know plot-wise, how this works out. But So based on what I'm seeing in the trailer, it looks like Wolverine with Captain Picard and Magneto, they they already live in the dystopian future. So Wolverine has to go back well, and fix it. Like, did how you do, you, did how you, do you get the plot? Because that's not how the plot was in the book. Did you see the Wolverine? Yes, I did. Remember what happened at the very end? Yes. He was in the airport. Right. Everybody stopped. Oh, that's right. And paused, and, and yes. Wolverine's like, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Up rolls uh, Captain, Captain Picard, Picard and, and Magneto. Mm-hmm. Or, shoot. <laughs> Gandalf. Gandalf. There you go. <laughs> and, But at this point, in the con- movie continuity, uh, Jeffrey is dead. That's another Patrick Stewart movie. Oh, gotcha. He was gay in that movie. He played a gay guy named pa- Jeffrey. Oh, okay. Anyways. So, gay Jeffrey. <laughs> he died at the end of number three. Right. Well, so, no, but he didn't because there was a scene at that at the end of that movie where he was living in someone's body in a hospital. Do you remember that? Oh, we did hear his voice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so I, I guess this is where I'm confused because the Wolverine, at the end of the Wolverine... When uh, Gandalf and Picard are there, I mean, that timeline seems valid. It seems like everything's normal. And so I'm why not, does he need to travel back? I'm That's not real familiar with the story in the comics. Uh-huh. So I'm guessing that in the movie, they, it's either, they're either from another timeline or they've come from the future back okay. to when times were still okay mm-hmm. to pick up that Wolverine on their way even farther back in the past, or th- at that That's point nice. they send okay. Wolverine back. Okay. In the in the comic book, it wasn't Wolverine; it was Kitty Pride. I think, and she gets thrown correct forward, and she sees this, and 
they tell her the key event that needs to happen in the past, yeah. and then she gets sent back. But I the, think that's what happened. Wolverine has that role in the story in the movie. So then I heard a rumor recently. Well, now does he? Does he? F- I haven't watched the tra- I haven't watched trailers. I read the comics when they first came out. I haven't bothered the trailers yet. I'll get around to them. But does he physically move forwards and back in time, or is it like he, his his consciousness transferring to his, okay. himself in a different point in time? I think I remember in one of the trailers, he's kind of repeating out loud to himself yeah. and to Professor X to see if he understands the situation. So he, I think he says something like, "So I'll wake up in my younger body." Yeah. So apparently it's his because that's one of the. Uh, but if you think about it, <laughs> but. He looks the same because he yes. doesn't age. Yes. Now, I think that's one of the, the coolest, and I'm, I'm sorry to tangent on this, but that is the coolest single aspect of the entire Terminator franchise is in the first Terminator movie, how you get that, uh, um, you get that, uh, we are transmitting from the year 2140, you know, into your, into your dreams. Yeah. You know, you'll, I just, I love the whole concept of your psyche traveling through time or information traveling through time without a person having to step into a time cube or a time bubble or a time octagon or a time rhombus. Remember when uh, Superman was in a time to remember? That's what happened to him. That's a good his point. His consciousness got transferred back. That's true. Christopher Reeve. I couldn't remember his name. Hmm? No, you had it. Yeah, Superman. When Superman, you and then it. he saw that penny. He had a penny from yeah. his present day, and then that shot him back yeah. forward. That was a, That was cool. You mean bad equestrian accident? Bad? No. That no. Was, no. Right before the bad equestrian, okay. equestrian horse accident. Okay. Horsey. I mean, I love being near the equator, too. Mm-hmm. I just, I like it's warm down there. It's nice. It's not like up here where it's cold. Let's listen. Okay. I've got like three freaking movies that none of you guys have, have even hinted at yet right. that are coming out this summer. Uh, and I, I don't mind it. going with whatever you've got. No, let's move on. I want to... But I'd like to get to a couple of movies that won't be absolute. Oh, we have an email. Yeah. Okay. Let's hear. That's cool. What a bill. Do you want all three of mine, or just do you want me to just spill them and we can go yeah, over? Yeah, just spill or, them. Okay. The three movies that I'm looking forward to, besides Guardians of the Galaxy, which I am buying a tent for to camp out in front of the theater mm-hmm. uh, this weekend. You by will the way. be leaving your job. I will be. Yeah, I will be leaving <laughs> my job. I'll be collecting food stamps uh, so I can uh, be first in line to see the theater. It's okay. I've got to get the best seat at the theater this summer for Guardians of the Galaxy. It's fine. I'll find something else after I'm done with it. I don't know. Get a gig at half price or something. Who knows? Um, Okay, three movies which have piqued my interest. Um, Starting in order of peakage is Edge of Tomorrow. Um, Is that Tom Cruise? That's Tom Cruise. Um, it sounds like a James it's, it's Bond interesting movie. That he's, well, it's interesting that he's doing Edge of Tomorrow on the heels of Oblivion. So he's doing two semi-high concept sci-fi movies in a row, I just, guess. I mean, he's probably doing other gigs in between. Just seeing the trailers yeah. back-to-back, it almost looks like Edge of Tomorrow could be a sequel to... It, it almost does, because it, it seems... Uh, Oblivion. 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 Um, I just, I, I'm trying to figure out how this, is, this movie is not going to be repetitive. It's basically Groundhog Day meets uh, a Michael Bay movie. Um, he is a soldier who keeps waking up uh, every single day uh, to find out, uh, a la Bill Murray, he wakes up at the beginning of every day, becomes embroiled in an interstellar invasion, and then ends up dying at the end of every day and being reborn the next day. 
Um, much like Bill Murray, he gets to keep his memories. And so uh, somehow he ends up running into uh, Emily Blunt, um, which is fortunate if you like girls. Um, and she's kind of she's kind of a little Billy badass. And she and he get together and they uh, um, kind of their mission is as he keeps waking up, keeps he keeps resetting himself. He's learning more and more about the aliens and how to defeat them. And so the point of the movie, I think, is kind of a fait accompli. He needs to go through this enough times to acquire enough knowledge to be able to take the aliens out. He apparently is the key to the victory of the humans against the uh, rampaging alien horde. But Bill Paxton it looks is insane. In it. And uh, isn't um, uh, isn't our man um, um, uh, Electric Company uh, Morgan Freeman through the wormhole? Morgan Freeman. Uh, he's always he's, he's in, in every everything. Movie, yeah. Yes. He was in Oblivion. Yeah, he was. Which, yeah. which I'm sitting there thinking it's odd <laughs> that Cruz. And Morgan Freeman would be in back-to-back sci-fi uh, dystopias. Um, you know, very strange. Um, okay, what's the other? So, uh, second movie um, uh, is Interstellar, which, I mean, it's Christopher Nolan. Um, the difference is this movie is supposed to be... Okay, you take, high, you take high-concept sci-fi and say, this is a realistic look at high-concept sci-fi. You got to go, yeah, okay, uh, a couple of grains of salt uh, with that because uh, he wants to take a realistic look at what it would be like for uh, astronauts to uh, go through a wormhole into another universe. And being the hard sci-fi uh, uh, nut that I am, um, I cannot wait to find out what his take on this is. Um, I just, I think it's going to be, I think it has a chance to be amazing. Um uh, and I wish I hadn't just accidentally exited out of the uh, the page I had on it, but uh, but again, you know, it's it's a Chris Nolan project, and I guess Brad would disagree that Inception was worth your time. Other than that, I think Christopher Nolan has uh, consistently demonstrated uh, his good taste. Even so, it still makes me wonder how is this going to be different from Disney's Black Hole? Seriously. And uh, what's the uh, what's the third one? Oh, the third one. I think maybe the most interesting one on my personal list. Uh, it's a, a movie coming out. Uh, Luc Besson, who you know from many, many, many movies. Uh, but he used to be kind of an auteur, kind of a French auteur. He came out. He was the guy uh, behind The Fifth Element. Yes. And uh, for that, he's got a lifetime pass with me. In the professional. Yes, absolutely, yes. Um, uh, he's coming out with a movie uh, this, this summer called Lucy. And Lucy is starring, uh, starring Scarlett Johansson. So that doesn't hurt. But basically, she is, uh, she's a regular girl who is being forced through some machinations to be a drug mule. Uh, and ac- actually, a friend of mine read, read the book that that was based really? on. Really? Okay. She's actually an alien. Is she? Well, they, thanks to the spoiler. It is all about space aliens and... Forced breeding. That is what that movie is about. Um, I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call BS on you. Morgan well, Freeman's in this movie. <laughs> you're talking about, by the way, Lucy. Well, yeah, that's what I. Okay, that's what I was thinking of. You know what? I think I had the wrong, wrong, uh, wrong movie then, because Scarlett Johansson's in another movie coming out that is low budget, and she is. That's the plot of that. So I'm getting it mixed up. Okay, because. So I don't know anything about Lucy. Now, what's a drug mule? 
uh, someone who is forced to move drugs uh, from country to country, generally country to country, and oftentimes uh, they carry it on them, okay. like a mule. Or in them. And uh, oftentimes, yes, in them. Um, now, uh, she, uh, Scarlett Johansson is forced to become a drug mule, um, but uh, a fracas happens, and this drug, it's not just, apparently a what? A fracas. Fracas. It's uh, like when, when something scares you, you're a fracas of it. Mm-hmm. No, that's not it. Afraid. Yeah. Is it like a ruckus? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's uh, it's not like a ruckus at all. Um, Could you describe the fracas, sir? A fracas, it's a... It's, a, uh, um, it's like a mint. It's about this big. I was it comes say, after your French dinner. Frosh. It's a it's a Malay. It's a Malay. It's a bad thing. It's uh yeah an unfortunate event. Yes. It's uh hijinks and uh shenanigans, bad kinds of shenanigans. Okay. So she's a drug mule, but it's but it's apparently not normal drugs. And as this uh this fight happens, um the drug goes into her body, which grants her superhuman powers. Ah. Um she uh says here uh, she absorbs knowledge, is able to move objects with her mind, and cannot feel pain. Kind of cool. Um, but again, the the main thing about this is that it's Luke Besson's twist on this, and it might be no better than um, 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 dang, what was the Will Smith movie um, where he got the he has the superpowers? Hitch. No. no, Hancock. Hancock. It might be on a Hancock level. It's like it was a cool. It might be Chronicle. It might be you know. It might be well. It was a cool idea. Eh, you know, it didn't really get executed that well. I you know, I have no idea. I just I just you're not asking. You know, this episode we're not asking for the three best movies of the summer. We're asking for three movies that are piquing your interest this right. summer. And these three movies, uh, I think. Uh, with the exception of Guardians of the Galaxy, um, and you know, I could say, "Oh, Guardians of the Galaxy is number one." Okay, Captain America is number two. Okay, you know, whatever. Star Wars number three. Yeah, I know. No, it's next summer. I get it. But um, uh, trying, trying not to go with the the big obvious guns, and it's it's valid that we talked about those big movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't really talked about Guardians of the Galaxy yet. Maybe we should. I don't know. I still have or a- Real Steel two. One of the two. I still I. I want to see Guardians of the Galaxy because I want it to work. I want it to be good, but I honestly, I just don't have a good feeling about well, it. Would you consider yourself a completist, though? I mean, would you see it because it's part of the Marvel Universe? It's a Marvel course. movie. Of course. Okay. See, that's, as far as I'm concerned, that's all the hook, hopefully, this movie needs. Just get people into the theater because this is, this is the same universe that Iron Man, right. Captain America, and Thor are in, so you should see this movie. And then they'll find out that this movie is really kind of one of a kind. It's because it's going to be, it's going to be irreverent. I just, I, I hope, 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 hope for this Guardians of the Galaxy movie that this is the Abnet and Lanning treatment of it, not the Brian Michael Bendis treatment of it. Because one thing, I, I really, I, and I'm not kidding, I really object to this. Um, I've only read the first four or five episodes of Guardians of the Galaxy because I've been kind of saving some time up. I want to read the Infinity crossover. From front to back. And that's, you know, there's a number of Guardians of the Galaxy issues contained in it. So I just haven't gotten around to reading, you know, episodes, you know issues like six through whatever. 
um, something like that. But it's this, kind of this ties this discussion ties in nicely with our email. Great, and Bendis. Okay. Well, sweet. So Bendis kind of reboots the Guardians of the Galaxy in a way. I mean, they're still the same characters, but he kind of brings his own take to it. And his take on Rocket Raccoon is that Rocket Raccoon is basically uh, oh, bloodthirsty. He's pretty. He he makes him quite savage. His uh, Rocket Raccoon thinks it's funny. This is the part I object to, where when he pulls out his huge gun that's like half as big as he is, and he shoots somebody, he's like, "Ha! Murdered you." That's his tagline. It's like, it's like in the current. It's book? like it's like Champ Kind going whammy in the current. Yeah, Bendis stuff in the current Bendis stuff. His little tagline is when he shoots the bad guys, murdered you. Hmm. And I just I don't know why, but it strikes me so wrong. It's and a maybe, bit insensitive. Maybe it's because I, mean, I don't I know. Maybe it's, maybe it's because I'm a parent. Maybe it's because I'm a square. Maybe it's because I'm old. Uh, I don't know why. Maybe I should. Maybe I should buy myself a coffin. I think the answer I don't is know. letter D. <laughs> I think it's. Uh, I need to buy myself a coffin. Wonderful, no, wonderful, ironic uh, twist of the cute character saying such a vile thing. It is. It is. But it's just uh, Bendis. Oftentimes, he is. Uh, he is a good storyteller, but I find that he has an amazing lack of subtlety about things. And Abnet and Landing were able to get across the fact that this is a bad to the bone raccoon that will kill your butt. But he didn't have to say that. I just, I don't know. It's the, the word murder. The fact that he's he's basically glamorizing or glorifying the fact that, ha, huh, look at this. I'm murdering you even though you're a bad guy. It's just he's making light of the phrase, you know, to murder. And I just, I don't know why that strikes me really wrong. Uh, but that's something I'm going to have to get past. And so... My fear is that that is absolutely the version that they're using in this movie, and I will be cringing in my seat the first time he uses that phrase because I'm assuming he will. Okay. So I'm looking up Guardians so of the Galaxy screwy. on IMDb to see if I can see what who's the gets the credit for writing. Um, well, writing credits listed on IMDb: James Gunn for screenplay, yep. Nicole Perlman story, and James Gunn story. Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning comic book. Yeah. So okay. maybe it's based on his on their take. So maybe he doesn't say, I'm going to murder you or whatever. What does he say? Murdered you. Murdered I'd buy you. that for a dollar. Yeah, maybe he'll say that. Or maybe he'll go, <laughs> you well, look like a delicious pile of garbage. Maybe I'm still trying to decide. His, uh, tagline. One or, thing I have not done yet. This isn't a mask. These are my eyes. Because I'm a raccoon. I don't, uh, when I read, I don't automatically input uh, voice, you know, voice characterizations when I read to myself. So I'm sitting there reading a comic book. I'm not, you know, like, hey, what do you think about this? Well, I think we should go here. Oh, so clearly we should, do, you know, I, I don't do that in my own head. And so uh, I've read these, does. I've read these comics. Esqueleto. Esqueleto. So. I've read these comics for years and years and years. I've never once assigned or considered or tried to try to think about what it would be like to assign a particular voice quality to Rocket Raccoon, to Groot, to other other characters who, you know, because Peter Quill is like, okay, he's he's human. And Drax is like, 
Maybe his voice is a little gruff or husky, but he's he's basically human, and this character is human and stuff. What about? But what what voice does a raccoon get? What about Vin Diesel's Groot? I mean, you know, Vin's yeah. got that low, gravelly. I am Groot. Yeah, I mean, doesn't I've always I I never read any garden stuff. I've yeah. seen pictures of Groot. I've seen the bu- word balloon say I am Groot, and yeah. when I heard Vin Diesel had been picked, I was like, wow, that seems to be a match. That's as far as the voice seems to be an easy, an easy, an uh, easy well, payday for Vin Diesel. Yeah, if he only has one line and maybe has to deliver it twenty different ways. The nice thing is he doesn't have to remember it. Mm. He can just put it like there on his little on his little whiteboard. He just puts "I am Groot" and he's got the entire script. Let's go right into this awesome this uh, email because it ties in with what we're talking about. How far away is it? From Matthew Marks, he says, "Hello, how are you? I am fine. Yay! Yay! Can I call you Maddie?" Hey guys, I recently got a tablet, and I've decided to jump into Marvel Comics. I've read some comics before, Star Wars, Serenity, Walking Dead, but this is the first time where I'm entering a huge universe that I don't know much about. Ooh, how old he is? I don't know. Besides the movies and some discussions on the Legion of Dudes and this show. Because of my excitement for the upcoming movie, and basically uh, knowing nothing about the characters, I picked up... The first issue of Guardians of the Galaxy, the first issue of the run starting 2008, that is. Oh, yeah. Is that Dan Abbott? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Thinking that since it's way out in space, there won't be as many references from the Earth comics that would fly over my head. I finished the issue and liked what I read, but it seemed like there was something I'd skipped. Then I found that there was an Annihilation series uh, yes. before this. Yes. But if I went to read that, I'm sure it would refer to a dozen other comics. I can't read every Marvel comic ever made, so my question is... Yeah, just read Annihilation Conquest. Is there somewhere I can get a quick summary of what leads up to the Guardians, or should I just keep reading the series and the references outside to outside stuff will fade? I look forward to Brad and Frank's straightforward answers and Bill's 20-minute <laughs> dissertation on the philosophy of comic book continuity. Matt, you know Matthew me better Marks. than I know myself. Okay, well, let's... Uh, I've never read any Guardian stuff, so I don't, I I would don't probably know go how to, to answer it. I would probably go to a wiki page. Now, I, I, re- I read Honestly? Annihilation and was bored to tears, but I know you loved it. Yes, and I read it too. Well, and there was there of course there were two. There was Annihilation written by Keith Giffen. I read the first one, and then there was Annihilation Conquest written by Abnett and Lanning, okay. which basically does directly run into the first episode of Guardians of the Galaxy. So, so it is a it is truly uh, Annihilation Conquest is truly a, uh, a prologue to the Guardians of the Galaxy series. You should also consider reading the Nova series at the same time because it was also written by Abnett and Lanning. It's also cosmic. It does not... The, the two series do not overlap, but they are complementary. The first Annihilation series, does yep. it set anything up or is it necessary to read? No, I don't think you need to read it uh, because the plot line is completely different. In, in the, the first one, it's basically Super War of the Gods. Okay. And the second Annihilation Conquest is a return of the Phalanx. So... Matthew, it sounds to me like Bill is saying... Read Conquest. Read Annihilation Conquest. Yes. Six issues. No sweat. Then the Abnet and Lanning stuff that you've already read the first issue of. And if you have time, go ahead and read the Nova series that was written about the same time. Yeah. I would say the Annihilation Conquest is not required reading, obviously, but I would would absolutely suggest that you do read that. Uh, And then you can pick back up with Guardians of the Galaxy, no sweat. Uh, if you pick it up in issue two or uh, what the hell, start back with issue one and, and let the good times roll. Um, the, the, the hardest thing to deal with is that it's only 26 issues long and they cancel it because they're meanies. Well, that'll, that'll help 
you know, him finish it in time right. for the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. I, yeah, um, you can burn through 26 issues pretty fast. You'll also be interested in how often the, uh, the, the, just the whole tone of the comic book kind of changes. Uh, and it's because they make some really interesting decisions on the artists. Abnett and Landing keep writing it, but they bring in some, some just the art changes styles radically at times. And it, it's kind of, it's borderline off-putting. But for me, I'm enough of an Abnett and Lanning head that I'm willing to overlook it. And I kind of always assume there's a reason they chose this artist. It's just kind of like, and I, I know, Matt, this is not something that you're hip to, but uh, the recent Fantastic Four and FF runs, they had uh, basically the Allred family doing the FF. And they had regular artists doing the Fantastic Four run. And Mike and Gloria and Lee Allred... Um, it's very, very kind of cartoony, very stylistic. Uh, it's, it's not photo realistic in any way. Um, again, it's just, you know, why, you know, why does Tom Brevoort or why does Axel Alonzo or why does Dan Adio or why does whoever is in charge of these things? Uh, why do they pick the artists they pick? Um, you know, I don't know. Maybe that's a question for another podcast. I had the opportunity to read, you know, a lot of the the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff when the announcement was made. You know, I could have borrowed them from friends and stuff, but I just kind of went into this one, you know, clean, not with any expectations, not knowing anything about it, to give me a chance to enjoy the movie a little more, I think. It might be. Now, now one nice thing is that this is based off a comic... Want to get that? Hello? Well, yes, I would like to save on my long distance. Well, how do I need to do that? Oh, I'm doing a podcast. I'm sorry, I can't talk. Sorry. (laughs) 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 Sorry about that, guys. Was that an actual call? That was an actual call. It was actually an automated message from my pharmacy. Oh, okay. Hey, you know what? So the medicine for the... My STD and medicine. Okay, yeah. I wasn't going to say it. Um, I was going to try to tiptoe dance on it. Hey, by the way, I got a weird call a couple days ago. This is a total non sequitur, but it's relevant to the audience, I think. Um, I got a call. Uh, was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday, actually. Uh, got a call on the home phone because, yes, I'm one of the three people in America left that does still have a landline. It's for the kids, okay? You actually um, use it again, AOL. I, what I, you know what I use it for? I use it to find my... <laughs> I use it to find my cell phone. That's what I use it for. If I've lost my cell phone, I'll use my landline and I'll call my cell phone. There is something called uh, the Android Device Manager that you can sign up for yeah. on your computer and yeah. it'll call your phone. For um, you. But that means I have to go open the computer. I have to un- I have to wake it up. I have to wait for it to boot up or, or wake up or whatever it is. Then I have to go to the website. Then I have to input my username and password. Then I have to go to the the uh, the drop down list on the left. Uh-huh. You know, choose the right thing. Go over, hit the green go button, and you then forget, maybe, hey, hey, maybe it tells you me I'm within a half browser. mile. It, it tells me got the within open a your half browser. mile radius, and it, it transmits You've got at mail, and it transmits at eighty six hundred baud. So it takes mail. a long time. Um, no, I got to so call. So you know what? The convenience of that landline you have sold me. Completely outweighs <laughs> the uh, the negative aspects of it. But no, this is a total serious story. I picked the phone up, and it's some guy. And, and again, 
Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to pull a Brad and be completely insensitive to like a substantial portion of the people on this planet with my accent. So I'll just do this. I pick up the phone, and here's what I get: "Hello," and I go, "Hey, who's this?" Because it says, "Let me guess." It says private name, unknown number, That's which is like weird. It's like two, it's like two. Lido? No. But he goes, as far as I know, he wasn't making any calls. He, he goes, he goes, your phone has been infected, or your your Windows computer has been infected <laughs> with a virus. Really? I said, really? This is really interesting. And immediately, I've never gotten a phone call like this. I don't know what the point was, but from the nanosecond I picked the phone up and the guy said his first line, I'm thinking, this is some kind of scam. They're phishing. They want me to go yeah. to a website. They want me to you know, give, it, give them remote control of my computer. They want to do something. So I, I immediately, it was just like, you've got to be kidding me. And, and I don't know if you know this, but I can get this really bitingly sarcastic tone to my voice at times. No. I know. Not you. you know, it doesn't sound right, does it? No. I mean, why would I be sarcastic about anything? But so I immediately, I'm like, oh, really? Okay. Sounds good. So what do you want me to do? He goes, he goes, uh, uh, your your computer is your you know he says your Windows com- your machine has been infected by viruses. Uh, I need to turn you over to my supervisor. God, I am doing the worst Indian accent right now. I'm gonna try to I'm gonna work on this. Three, two, one. So the supervisor comes over. Hello, you have viruses on your Windows machine, and I'm just at this point I'm almost laughing. It's like really well. So what are you wanting me to do? And he's like, are you near your computer? And I said, you don't have to yell at me. You're like a foot from me because it's the phone thing. He didn't get that. That's a, uh, that's a Phil Mickelson reference. Golfers, hashtag lefty. Um, but uh, so I'm trying at this point to ferret out exactly what they want me to do. But I can't stand, I can't stand just, just leaving it at face value. So I, I ask him, I say, I say, this is really interesting. But I gotta ask, how did you know I've got a Windows machine? I could be a Mac guy. And the guy kinda had no answer. And I said, and by the way, where are you calling from? And he goes, I am calling from Windows IT. And I go, really? What city is that based in? Silence. I hear a noise in the background. And the funny thing is when when he passed the phone, when the first guy who, who got me on the line passed to his supervisor, it wasn't put me on hold. Click. I don't know. This is a super. No. What he did, he put the phone down. I can hear the ambient noise in the boiler room that they're clearly working in. And then the other guy picks the phone up and starts talking to me. It was the greatest gag ever. It's like, you can't even be bothered to, like, put me on, on phone, you know, you know on, a, on a hold tone or something, and at least pretend that this is legitimate. But when I asked the guy, what town are you, you know, what town are you calling me from? You know, what town are you in? Again, I hear silence. I'm hearing the, the room ambient, so he hasn't put me on hold or anything. He just has stopped talking. And I'm, at this point, it's like, I'm, I'm waiting this one out. I want, to find, I want him to say, go to your computer, log onto this website, do this, do this, do this. By the way, while I'm talking to these guys, it's like just in case they know where I live, because they called me, you know, cold call. I went over. To my computer and Zoe's, and I turned off the radio on them, so they would not transmit Wi-Fi. 
<laughs> so I, I, I killed any possible internet connection on both laptops oh, just okay, in case okay, right. while I'm doing this. And, uh, and yeah, when I asked the guy, what town are you calling from? Silence. Ambient noise in the room. Hey, he just hung up on me. Did he? I was kind of bummed out because I really wanted to know. This is the, this is the worst fishing attempt of all time. I had like, a, there has never been a worse one, and I feel sorry for the old ladies that are going to get trapped <laughs> by this. So please, everybody who's listening, tell your grandmother if a dude with a bad Indian accent calls from what seems to be a boiler room and wants to tell you that your computer has viruses on it, please tell your grandparents to hang up on them. Okay? That's my public service announcement of the week. A friend of mine, uh, he may have been exaggerating, but he said he got that okay. call too. Really? And what he did was... He stretched I mean, it out to like two hours. Oh, I he, wish I, I had. think he's exaggerating. But he was pan you know, he did panic guy, like, Are you serious? Oh, and, and that's went to awesome. his and you know, pretended to open his computer and started talking and you know, asked him to repeat everything and was just like freaking out on him <laughs> and stuff. And then finally at the very end, he said something like, Oh, wait, I don't even have a computer. This is my stove. I've been <laughs> And the guy on the other end is confused. He's like, what? He goes, I don't even have a computer. I see, sometimes I get my stove and my computer mixed up. And, uh, oh, that makes a lot more sense. So they start going, so does my stove have a virus? I mean, is my stove, what's going to happen to my stove? And then the guy hung up. Oh, he just, he just got into it like, I don't know, you know. Oh, he, I'm God. sure he was exaggerating. I'm sure that was more like a oh, five minute. Even if it was, I'm so five stupid. Minutes. That's yeah. funny. <laughs> I wish I had good ideas. Oh, That's funny. oh man, that makes me so happy. How do I reboot my stove? Oh, that is awesome. Ugh. Why didn't I think of that? I was too busy trying not to just flat out laugh. At the guys, it, it was amazing. So, but yeah, I've never gotten a call like that in the history of my own personal self, and I just thought th this is. I don't Amazing. think I have uh, that in, and that works on old people. Yeah, unfortunately. It and, does. and I was trying to figure out what is the target for this because surely, thank God, the, all my grandparents are yeah. dead, huh? <laughs> oh, you're lucky. That's so sad. yeah, the the, the target, the target it. is not me. Yeah. The target is not the three of us sitting at this table because we may not be savants, but we sure as heck understand enough to def defray. Did deflect, you, do you have uh, color ID at all? Uh, on the phone, yeah, but it said private name, oh, unlisted right. number. Which was like them literally working twice hard because I've seen it come up just unknown caller or unlisted number or something. But it was said like private name, unknown number. I mean, it was like they must have paid twice to make sure that their that their phone. And, and yeah, by the way, yeah, um, I would say to, to you fishers out there, uh, the first warning klaxon is that uh, – you tell me you're calling from Microsoft, but you've completely blocked your number out because you don't want me knowing what it is. My parents actually still have a landline because for my dad's business, sometimes they'll need okay. to fax something. Right. And uh, I'll notice sometimes when the phone rings, you know, and they've, they've actually got it piped into their dish. So when they're watching dish TV, oh, the TV. Yeah. when the phone rings, too. it'll come up and say, you know. You know what? My Ding Dong Files is supposed to do that. Is it? I've, I've tried to set it up once or twice, and I guess I just haven't. There's all does the right it, buttons. you know, because sometimes it'll be my my dad's friend Jim Peterson, Jim Peterson, and his number or unknown caller, whatever. Yeah. So maybe next time I'm I'm around their phone when it rings, maybe I'll have Escaletto answered if it says yeah. Oh, that would be Escaletto would be yeah, great if it has a yes. Hello. 
Buenas noches. Yes, yes. This is my little residence. Yes. That'd be fun. Yeah, tell me having problems with your Windows 3.1. My, my, uh. Microsoft. My, uh, Commodore 64. What I should have told him is, is I can't. Problems. I can't help you out because I have to put the phone on the modem. Yes. So it's either talk to you or put the phone on the modem. You tell me what you want. I remember when my we my could, friend Jeff, growing up, his dad was big into computer. This is when we were like in middle school, and his dad got a modem, mm. a ninety six hundred baud modem. Whoa! Yeah, and I'm gonna be downloading this all night. It's gonna take <laughs> it's like a whole megabyte. Oh yeah, it's gonna take all night to download this megabyte. And then he would load programs on his computer mm-hmm. in the audio cassette. He'd have an audio oh, cassette. Wow. I, I had a He'd Commodore 64 yeah. disk drive, modem, and cassette player. Yeah. And I used to get on bulletin boards all the time. Oh, it was so much fun. He would, he'd say, yeah, I got to do some work with this program tomorrow. But right now I got to load it onto right. the computer. Yes. So he'd put this audio cassette tape in, and it would be hooked up to his Commodore 64, and he would hit play. And walk away while this computer listened to the tape and loaded this program. It's just nuts to think about oh, yeah. how far we... I mean, this phone right here <laughs> yeah. is just like a million of those yeah. old computers in, in well, one What's the deal. whole concept that, that they were using punch cards when they went to the moon? <laughs> I mean, my dad used to bring home punch cards. Shoe boxes of punch cards, I think, so I could play with them or something. But I never really got the... I'd walk in Jeff's house and I'd hear this noise. Oh, oh well, hello, pushing old, levers. And... Old Ray's on the computer over there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Brad, come here. Let me show you this. Jeff doesn't give a rat's behind, but you're smarter than him. So let me show you how this works. <laughs> Thanks. Give Mr. me two Jerry. numbers to add. Watch this. Thanks, Mister J. Appreciate that. I'm sure your son likes that hearing that. What's our runtime? Our runtime four hours. Frank doesn't have his old man glasses on. I think we're at 50 minutes. Or maybe an hour. Can you see that? It's going to be the top number. An hour and five. All right. Let's wrap it up. It's Bill's turn. It's Bill's turn. Tis, tis, tis. So, uh, so for me, um, I've been waiting Let for me like, do boilerplate and then you'll uh, do it. You've been listening to a half hour wasted, proud member of the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Send your questions and comments to halfhourwasted at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at halfhourwasted. Leave us or any of the HHWLOD shows a voicemail at 972-798-3830. Bill. Hi there. All yours. We're done. Oh, music time. Okay. All right. Let's go with this. Okay. Hey, kids. Uh, This is a band that uh, I've uh, I've just discovered. I've heard about these guys for years, about a decade now, but I've never given them the time of day. I saw the video for a song of theirs uh, about uh, three months ago. I became entranced. I uh, went out and found the album. Um, the album's not perfect, uh, but it's amazing. I think the smartest single of the year comes off this album. I'm not going to play you that single. I'm going to play something else. Um, but uh, and, and I'm not usually... I just, I've always had this issue with uh, the kind of hipster D-bag you know, bands like... Uh, uh, Vampire Weekend and, you know... Arcade Fire. Arcade Fire. Yeah, yeah. So I just uh, like saying Arcade yeah, Fire. Right. 
So with that said, uh, the song that I am really interested in, uh, and I want to find out more about this band, I want to go back and get their first three albums, uh, is Arcade Fire. <laughs> I think we knew that. Yeah. That's why we said that. I was, I was kind of hoping you did. Um, they, you guys, you cheated. You looked over my shoulder, didn't you? <laughs> no, I'm just guessing. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, it was a good guess. And uh, Oh, you're seriously playing an Arcade Fire song? I knew he was doing Arcade, arcade Fire. Oh, okay. Fire. I didn't. I just said that. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. I thought you knew. No, so I had no idea. It. Dude, yeah. Reflector. It, I mean, if you really listen to the to the track Reflector, and, and the album version of it is seven and a half minutes long, by the way, so it's mm. not it's not the cut you're going to get on you know I nine you know your hit radio station or or wherever you might hear it, your indie rock station. If you're lucky, you'll hear the seven and a half minute version. It's Borderline, the song is borderline epic. Um, it it's combines epic. two or three different, two or three different songs, basically two or three different song structures that could have turned. It's like the Beatles did back in the sixties. One of the things that's so revolutionary about them is that is that okay, wait a minute, I'm listening to this Beatles song and I'm enjoying it, and a minute and a half in, all of a sudden it basically becomes another song. And so you're basically getting like three songs in one song. You understand what I mean? I mean, you're burning three musical ideas on one track. It's kind of like what Metallica used to do. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Um, but um, you know, like stuff like Day in the Life, um, uh, you know, Band on the Run uh, uh, by you know Wings, Paul McCartney yeah. and Wings. Same kind of thing. Yeah, you know, just second like Wings reference today. Ooh, you lucky son of a gun. Yeah. You. Anyway. Uh, that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the song I'm going to play for you. Just, uh, I, I was just, I couldn't believe how much I liked the title track reflector. And I just think, again, I think it may be, I don't know if it's the best single of the year, but I think it is the smartest single of the year, the arrangement, the writing, uh, it's just, to me, everything about that song works, which surprised me because I'd never given this band the time of day. And so anyway, I was really uh, kind of surprised that I liked it as much as I did. And so with that, I'm going to play you track six off of uh, uh, the album Reflector by Arcade Fire. I think. If this will we cooperate. We have fabulous music for the fantastic Arcade Fire. Arcade Fire. 